Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 to 9. These are some of Paul's last words to Timothy. And he said, I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to, to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. So Paul anticipates a reward from the Lord, the righteous judge. He mentions a crown which will be given to him, but not only him, but to all those who long for his appearing. So this is an encouragement and big motivation for all of us to long for his appearing. Why is this important to us? The return of the Lord will complete our process of salvation. Our journey of salvation can only be made complete when the Lord returns when we get the glorified bodies, when we get that final transformation, because until then we are still in uh, a body that, that is corrupt. Yes, walking under his grace, but the ultimate, the final work will be when the Lord returns. Secondly, the appearing of Jesus will bring about the consummation of our union with him. Yes, he, he's, we are in Christ, he lives in us, but we don't live with him physically. This union will be first with Christ and then also with all our fellow believers. Paul tells us those that rested in him will rise first and then those who will be alive at the time will be caught up together with them and then we shall be together with the Lord forever. The reappearing of the Lord will also usher in Messiah's reign here on earth. And many times, I'm sure everybody would love to go to heaven. It's a very precious idea and experience. But when you read the scriptures carefully, you realize Yeshua wants to bring heaven to earth. And we see that he'll reign here in his throne in Jerusalem for 1,000 years. And after that, we see that the new Jerusalem comes down from heaven. It's not coming, it's not going up to heaven, but coming down on earth. So if it's coming down on earth, I believe we are going to spend quite a lot of time here. But the key, the key to that is Messiah's reign on earth, the millennial reign. Fourthly, the scriptures tell us creation groans for the manifestation of the sons of God. Creation also longs for his appearing. Right now, they, it suffered the corruption because of sin. And scriptures like Psalm 96 and Psalm 98 tell us 
how um, describe how creation is excited about the, the Lord, the righteous judge of the earth. So let, let me use the next minutes I have to mention five practical ways we can use to prepare for his appearing. Five practical ways. And number one is that we need to cultivate personal holiness. We need to cultivate personal holiness. In Titus chapter 2, verses 11 to 14, Paul says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. When we look at the New Testament, the saints were strongly motivated to live a life of holiness because they lived in constant anticipation of the Lord's return. And whenever we do not pay close attention to holiness, the standards drop quite a lot. And in this season, a good way for us to prepare practically for the Lord's return, for his appearing, is cultivating personal holiness. You notice he mentions that we should live soberly, righteously and godly in the present age. The present age means we are looking forward to the next age, the age to come, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. The second thing we, we need to do and I know we are doing, but we could remind ourselves is to complete the tasks that the Lord has assigned to us. Completing the tasks. Paul said that he ran his race. For each one of us, brethren, we need to run our race in a way that at the end we can say, I have run the race, I have fought the good fight like Paul did. And on the corporate level, the major assignment is the Great Commission. And I'm excited about the, the upcoming initiatives to, uh, between 2023 and 2033 to see whether it's possible to complete the Great Commission before the Lord returns. Revelation chapter 19, verse 7 to 8 describes the bride of Christ. Verse 7 says, Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come. And his wife has made herself ready. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. The righteous acts of the saints. Every act done, a deed by the saints 
contributes to that fine garment the bride of Christ will be adorned with. And there's a difference between imputed righteousness and worked out righteousness. Because when we accept Yeshua as Lord, we receive a righteousness as a gift, which is the imputed righteousness. But we shouldn't stop there. We then need to work out our righteousness by walking right, doing right as a lifestyle, growing and walking in righteousness. Paul tells us to work out our salvation with fear and trembling because it's a serious matter. The Lord pays attention to each of our deeds and works. And there is a gospel, a teaching in the body of Christ which tries to downplay the acts of righteousness. It is not a, an accurate gospel according to the scriptures. So brethren, let's complete our assigned tasks. If you don't know your assignment, ask the Lord. There are people who know their assignment and are running with it. Uh, our brother Grant, Barry with the Romans 9, 1-1 <laughs> assignment, he's running, with, he's breathing Romans 9-1-1. Our brother Jonathan with the 10 days, the, his breathes uh, and is, is moving 10 days. Everything is 10 days. That's the assignment. Each one of us has been given an assignment. So let's ask the Lord for the grace to finish and run the race. The third thing, as we prepare for his appearing, is maintaining an attitude of watchfulness and prayer. Watchfulness and prayer. In Luke chapter 17, verse 26 to verse 30, Jesus describes how it will be in the end times. Luke 17, 26 he says, and as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them. Likewise, it was also in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Now, eating, drinking, buying, planting are not bad. They are good things. But there is a danger when we are taken up by these things and lose focus on watching out, looking out for the Lord's return. And one of the ways we keep watchful is through prayer. Well, uh, the, the online 10 days uh, uh, and the global family of prayer have come out of a push towards watchfulness and prayer, and I believe led by the Holy Spirit. There are many other 24-7 prayer initiatives coming up in around the same season. Uh, a, a, a key 
a shift was 2020 with the lockdowns, but all of a sudden you're seeing a push for ongoing 24-7 prayer, increasing houses of prayer, increasing prayer ministries, increasing prayer initiatives, watchfulness and prayer. We need to keep watchful. In the parable of the 10 virgins, it's the watchmen that alerted the the, the people that the groom is at hand, the groom is here. May the Lord help us to keep watch. Amen. The fourth, the fourth thing is to preach the gospel of the kingdom. When Jesus was asked about the, the end times, Matthew 24, verse 3, now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? He described a number of things from verse 3 onwards. And then verse 14, he mentioned a vital trigger. Verse 14, he says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. So I'm excited also about the, the collaboration 10 Days and the Global Family of Prayer has with the missions movement. This is very in line with heaven's agenda because the gospel has to be preached, the gospel of the kingdom. In the past, a lot of the gospel has focused on the salvation aspect, preparing us to go to heaven, but that is incomplete. We have to get the full picture of the kingdom because that is what Jesus came to establish on earth. The kingdom is the king of kings and the lord of lords. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah and his millennial reign is coming. So his gospel has to be preached in all the nations. So brethren, whatever way we can contribute, whatever way we can participate to the preaching of the gospel, let us do so wholeheartedly. And the fifth thing, that is key for us as believers is happening in our midst, and that is proclaiming comfort to Israel. Aligning with Israel is a major, major step in preparing for the Lord's return. Romans 11, again, by now you are memorizing it. Romans 11 from 25 to 26. For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in, and so all Israel will be saved. As it is written, the deliverer will come out of Zion, and he will turn away and godliness from Jacob. Brethren, and to submit to us that many are still ignorant of the mystery 
We thank God for the push by our brethren from I Hope with Mike Biko and many other ministries that are in this 21 days of the Isaiah 62 fast. It is a major shift for the body of Christ globally as we prepare for the Lord's appearing. Because in addition to the Great Commission, the church has an assignment to speak comfort to the Jewish people, to Israel. In Isaiah 49, verse 22, the Bible says, that says the Lord God, behold, I will lift up my hand to the nations, that's you and me, and raise my signal to the peoples, and they shall bring your sons in their arms, and your daughters shall be carried on their shoulders. We know that Yeshua Messiah has a mandate to restore Israel, but also to bring salvation to the nations. Like and for the church, we are called to preach the gospel to the nations, but also work to help restore Israel back to their Messiah. And I'll finish with two scriptures. And uh, one is Isaiah 40, verse 1 to 3. I'll put it up for us so that we can read it together. Isaiah 40, verses 1 to 3. And it says, comfort, comfort my people. The question is, how can God's people comfort themselves? That means he was calling addressing a certain group of people to speak comfort to his people. And that is you and me people from the nations, the Gentiles who have believed the, the gospel. Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. This is key in preparing the way of the Lord, speaking comfort to God's people, and it's the ecclesia to do this. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. And seeing the global initiatives to pray for Israel and support, I believe the 21 days are only a foundation for what the Lord wants us to do in the next 10 or 20 or 30 years should he tarry. We are to proclaim, but you, O Lord, shall endure forever and the remembrance of your name to all generations. You will arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. Amen and amen. Amen. So I'll close there. I'd just like us to pray into these things. Father, we thank you so much for the days we are living in. Thank you for, for bringing us to yourself. Thank you for allowing us to live in such a time as this. Lord, as we long for your appearing, we pray that you'll help us prepare practically. Help us prepare by 
working and cultivating personal holiness. We pray for ourselves and the entire body of Christ. Help us, Lord, complete the assignments, the tasks you have given us. Help us to have an attitude of watchfulness, to be watchmen on the walls, giving you no rest until you make Jerusalem a praise, until you complete your purposes, Lord. Help us to participate in the preaching of the gospel of the kingdom and help us in comforting your people, Israel. Father, we thank you, we bless you in Yeshua's name. Amen. Mm-hmm.